Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, September 13th. We made it. The midterm primary season comes to a close today with elections in three states. Remember way back March 1st, I believe, was the date of the first round of primaries. We are more than six months beyond that now and just coming to the end of this midterm primary season. Delaware, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire round out this primary season for us, the sort of final pieces of the jigsaw puzzle that shows us the picture of what the general election looks like in these next eight weeks ahead. Most eyes will be on New Hampshire tonight because that is where sort of the marquee contests are and where we are once again covering this story that has been a critical component to the 2022 political landscape, and that is Republicans in these primaries sort of figuring out the MAGA wing versus establishment wing of the party and which kind of nominee to put forward that Republican voters believe is the right nominee and that gives them the best chance of winning. Well, as you know, The best chance of winning is sort of in the eye of the beholder. And we have seen in New Hampshire sort of a repeat of what we've seen in a lot of states across the country this year, where there is a real sort of grassroots MAGA conservative. This is in the Republican primary for the Senate seat up in New Hampshire. And that candidate, the sort of MAGA wing candidate, Don Bulldog, is running a very competitive primary race against the more establishment choice, the state Senate president up there, Chuck Morse. Now, to steal a line from Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, some Republicans think, quote, candidate quality, as he put it, may get in the way of McConnell becoming majority leader and Republicans winning control of the United States Senate. This may be one of those very races where that sort of bellyaching among Republicans is taking place. An outside group which has ties to the McConnell-supported super PAC, the Senate Leadership Fund, had four and a half million dollars in airtime spent on behalf of Chuck Morse to try and boost Morse to get him through this primary because the McConnell establishment wing of the party believes he is the best shot at defeating incumbent Democrat Maggie Hassan, one of the more vulnerable incumbent Democrats up this cycle. And they, the Republicans, see New Hampshire as a potential piece to their path to the majority. Now, Democrats are doing that thing that we've talked about before as well here where they're spending money to try and get their preferred candidate, which, by the way, is not the candidate the establishment Republicans believe is best. Democrats' Senate Majority PAC, this is Chuck Schumer's hand-picked super PAC, outside spending group, poured in more than $3 million against Morse. Because, of course, they want to see him defeated by Dan Baldock, who they think they have a much better shot at defeating in November. Fox News asked Bulldock today what he thought of this strategy of groups on the outside spending money to handpick their preferred Republican nominee. I think it's a bad strategy for 
any outside organizations on the Republican side or Democrat side to try and influence a primary. Don't be fooled by the politics as usual, the top-down games that they've played to try and take advantage of voters. Bulldog is a retired Army general. He also ran for the Republican Party nomination for U.S. Senate in 2020, and he lost, and he definitely has a propensity to say some provocative things. Republican operatives who know him well have described him as, quote, a loose cannon. And as for his belief in the legitimacy of the 2020 election that Joe Biden won, well, not so much. He said, quote, I signed a letter with 120 other generals and admirals saying Trump won the election and damn it, I stand by it. So Bulldog is an election denier. Both of them are very extreme. Now, Senator Hassan's job is to try and paint them both as extreme. It's unclear if the New Hampshire electorate will buy that characterization, but that's clearly what she was doing when Fox News caught up with her over the weekend. The popular sitting incumbent Republican governor, Chris Sununu, is actually backing Morse in this race. Now, he has had some choice words for Bulldock now that he's sort of chosen sides here as well. Bulldock has called Sununu a, quote, Chinese communist sympathizer. The governor, in turn, called Bulldock a, quote, conspiracy theorist type candidate. Here's Bulldock's take, again, courtesy of Fox News. I'm not extreme in the slightest. I'm being called names on both sides of the aisle now. I guess it just comes with the territory when you stand up for what you believe in. Now, remember, Sununu is so popular in the state that Mitch McConnell was basically pleading with him to get into the Senate race. He decided to seek re-election in his current job as governor. But Chuck Morse, that state Senate president, is very much touting Sununu's endorsement of him while on the campaign trail. Here's what he said, courtesy of WMUR. Everything that the governor and I accomplished in the state of New Hampshire since he came in in 2016 is definitely driving what this state stands for. It's driving this economy. If Bulldog ends up winning this primary tonight, watch very carefully what Sununu does. Does Sununu simply get in line and endorse somebody that he's called a conspiracy theorist type candidate? He was giving perhaps little clues of where he may land in the future when he was on Fox News earlier today. I think Chuck Morse definitely has the best chance. He's the one that will win by the biggest margin. And with him and myself on the top of the ticket, we'll pull in a lot of the state races. We'll have the coattails, if you will, for a real red wave here in New Hampshire, as well as the congressional seats. There's no doubt. But pretty, let's understand something. Everybody in New Hampshire wants Maggie Hassan fired in November. Mm. That's no doubt. And almost any of these Republicans could beat her. Unlike much of this primary season where we have looked at the Trump factor, Donald Trump has stayed out of this Senate primary. He's also stayed out of the congressional primary in the first congressional district. This is where Republicans are battling each other to take on Chris Pappas, the incumbent Democratic congressman from the first congressional district up there in New Hampshire, one of the most vulnerable House Democrats up for election this cycle, so a real pickup opportunity in that district for Republicans as they are seeking to take the majority in the House of Representatives. What we're seeing in the Republican primary in that district, though, is a similar dynamic, less so on policy differences and more so on sort of personality and presentation. Matt Mowers worked in the Trump administration, worked on the Trump campaign, but is presenting himself 
as a bit more of a broader tent kind of Republican, and he is the backing of Kevin McCarthy, the House Republican leader. He's running against Caroline Levitt, who worked in the Trump White House, worked in the Trump press office, and all of her rhetoric is very much in that Donald Trump bombastic vein and really pumping up that MAGA wing support in the party. This is proving to be a closer congressional Republican primary than many people thought it would be at the outset. So watch carefully how voters weigh in on that one tonight. And just one final note about Rhode Island. It's not the marquee state of the evening, obviously, but the Democratic governor there, Dan McKee, is seeking his first full term after taking over the post from Gina Raimondo, who became Joe Biden's Commerce Secretary. And even though he's the sitting Democratic governor in Rhode Island, he was not actually elected to that position. So he's got some competitive primary situation going on inside the Democratic Party of Rhode Island. So watch how that one shakes out up there tonight as well. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.